I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's very special episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb, and our very, very special guest, Mr. Tatsum. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Top Cut podcast. I'm doing fine. Uh, We are currently also live on my stream. And yeah, you're to have a good time. Everybody, if you don't know, Tatsum is a streamer on Twitch. He also has his YouTube channel. Links to both of those will absolutely be in the description below. Yeah, I also have a YouTube channel. (laughs) Someone just came (laughs) into my chat like a little while ago and uh, he said, wait, do you have a YouTube channel? And he was following for like over two months. And I was like, what? How do you not know this? (laughs) Whatever. The funny thing to me about the YouTube channel is that um that's actually where i ingest most of my content from you because of the time zone difference it's hard for me to catch your streams yeah that's understandable um there are almost two separate media forms right now anyway it's really there's almost Mm -hmm. no crossover except that sometimes on stream i record a deck profile or a video but that's it that between youtube to twitch there's nothing so Mm -hmm. yeah i know that uh, Caleb has been watching the uh, Axel Benoit deck profile a lot. Uh, yeah. A good one. Oh yeah, just today I've seen, I watched it like three times. Big Madolce fan. But yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've been trying to build and learn the deck. Yeah, Axel okay. played it well at the YCS. Um, very happy that he... I, I, someone tagged me on Facebook uh, that he wanted to do an English deck profile. And I sent him a message and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. It's kind of like low-key. Um, it's a little bit weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I just said, like, do you know who I am? And he was like, yeah, I know that you commented it's my match. And I was like, okay, do you know I have a YouTube channel? He's like, yeah, sort of. And I'm like, okay, sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he got on, and I got really happy about that. Um, 
I did specifically ask to be uh, to have it exclusively on my channel because that just helps. Uh, but he was very chill about it. He uh, came on the Monday stream. It was his birthday, so uh, hope he had a happy birthday. We all congratulated him on stream, and it was a very fun time. Uh, yeah, great chill guy, um, French player, definitely French player. <laughs> I love love the accents. Um, but yeah, he has his own French YouTube channel, but he wanted to share it in English. So uh, yeah, I gave him a platform and. Uh, Video's doing great, and honestly, it was just a great achievement for me to get into the top four with Matolce of all things. Oh yeah, no, I, I was certainly very excited whenever I saw it. It was yeah. really hype. So I think though he was playing um, kind of like a D shifter and hand trap variant, he like heavy, heavy D shifter and hand trap build. Is I don't know if that's the norm from Adolce or not, but I think if your deck can run shifter, you are running shifter. I think that's just like a rule, right? Uh, what right. is arguably the most broken hand trap in the game? Oh, shifter. Okay, again, I guess we were playing it, and he right. can uh, resolve shifter twice in a duel. So <laughs> seems fair. Yeah, yeah, he can still play under shifter. So there are actually combos to recycle shifter. Like if he Gross. goes first, he can do shifter and then add it back to hand later, and then shifter is still in effect, and you can just shifter again. It's actually really, really cool. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of quick play news before we get too far into the um, before we get too far into the podcast. Uh, I think we want to talk about the Insector Creator card first. Yes, okay. So, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Organization had a big update on the Grand Creators, um, the entire set. But one of the big things was we now actually kind of have what the effect of the Insector card. Um, it's at, it's at the bottom in the blue section. Uh, let's see, it says... Uh, da -da -da -da. Uh, this dynamic spell card can pull an Insector monster... Or equip spell out of your deck and either special summon it or equip it to an insector monster. So that's kind of stupidly powerful. Yeah, I mean, it'll help for sure. It will help for sure. I mean, um, how, how do you make any deck good? Any deck. Just give it a barrage and make it work yeah. with the deck. And that's that's just discard. It's It's insane. But to be honest, to pull a deck out of the grave, it's 1,000% uh, necessary to print this. But this is just so... I, I think it's cool. I think it's exactly what we needed and wanted for the deck, um, if you want its Insector support. But I feel like th this could have been a card for literally any deck that was made into uh, into the pool, right? Just for, mm -hmm. oh, if it's a spell card, uh, summon a Fire King from deck, then you can destroy a card in your hand. Uh, summon a Hazy Flame from deck and attach one from hand. Uh, summon a Light Sworn from deck and mill three. I think that was, would have just all been like a very easy right. answer. Uh, but oh, it yeah. is kind of insane that they did it. The card is perfect. It's super, super good. And it's not even it's, broken because it's Insector. It's like Eteli Plus. Exactly. Yeah, it's, just, it's just Barrage. Barrage for every deck. It's just Barrage. It's so good. <laughs> it's it it's almost. I wonder if this will make the insectors splashable in the new B Trooper archetype. No, if now if it said just insect at any point in that card effect, then oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, but it turns it into a link extender. Because it's, it's a free monster on board. That could be a thing. I mean, it's just Barrage, but... Right. Well, have to wait until the full effect. It might just lock you into Insectors. Yeah, like yeah, like he said, we'll have to wait for the full actual card text to figure out the full ins and outs of it. I think that if it locks you into Insectors, obviously it's not worth playing, but... Um, otherwise, you could see a small Insector package in B-Troopers similar to the Zodiacs within Tri-Brigade. Just, yeah. just enough to extend, you know? Yeah. I mean, Insects are kind of awful, so would be fine, honestly. Yeah. Any support they can get. Oh, yeah. So... Uh Okay, now let's see. Moving on into the agent structure deck, we got the full deck list. Uh, the other, the other, uh, reprints that we're getting that weren't really talked about before. We got Vanity's Ruler, Soul of Purity and Light, uh, Zeradias, Herald of Heaven, the Barrier Statue of the Heavens, Cuban Volley, Demise of the Land, and Miraculous Descent, and Ring of Destruction. Uh, I mean, these are all cards. Yes. Um, it will have zero impact on the TCG deck list because. We, I mean, we don't even know for sure that we're getting this in the TCG, but I mean, yeah. still, it would be nice. It would be nice if we got this exact list. Oh, absolutely. Uh, particularly with the common reprint of Nibiru. Infinity's Ruler, Dancia, uh, Herald of the Orange Light, Eva, yeah, Nip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's quite a few generically just good cards here. If if Duster is going to be in here, this is just going to be another uh, Charmer structure deck, and it's insane. Yeah, Herald of the Orange Light is actually a pretty low key, really good reprint. I mean, that card, uh, I think U.S. dollar, like the commons are like eight nine bucks. So which card? Herald of the Orange Light. Oh yeah, it's just difficult to find right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the last bit of quick play news I wanted to hit is one that we actually did not talk about before because I just noticed it, is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duel Closed Beta has been announced. So you can apply for it until August 15th. Um, there's recommendations for specs and things of that sort. Um, and a whole thing of a whole list of things you can and cannot do and say. But um, it's very interesting. You can follow the link through YG Organization to go apply to be in the closed beta, with it, which is very interesting. I, oh, guess yeah. we're gonna, I guess we'll get in for more information on this sooner than we thought. Which is uh, good. I mean, I mean, unless they were going to be required... Mm, there's possibly they might be required to sign an NDA, which case... Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, which case, you know, there's probably not a whole lot of information we'll be getting. But it does show that they're that they're actually concerned about whether or not it'll be functional. So that's good at least. No gameplay, right. no hype. Those are the rules. Um I was actually a, a closed beta tester for EA games for about a year. And um the this them doing an open beta is, is pretty interesting to me. Um, it's it's weird that Konami does this. It's extremely weird. I think that the thought of getting the actual community into the game to test it means that 
they want less bug fixes and results and more community opinion, which is significant from Konami. I mean, I, I, I can go like a little bit deeper on this if you want to. I, I think that the whole Yu-Gi-Oh! Next thing, uh, I think it's uh, kind of a rebirth for Yu-Gi-Oh! I think that um, they are just showing their hand. Uh, this is what this is what it's gonna be like. This is what we are working to. Like all their chips are on this. They're gonna make the game better. They're gonna make the game the game greater. They're gonna master duel. It's just gonna be it. I don't think there will be flaws. I don't think the payments will suck. I think that this will be it. I think that they are they know what they're doing. Uh, this is the the last step that they needed. And I think that this is like everything that the game would ever need. And like opening this for a beta, I think that they are opening this for the beta, not even for cross duels, because honestly, who cares, right? But I think that they are doing this as a beta to see how a beta for Master Duel would work. Very I think, that they, that. I think that they just have a giant plan. They're just they're making this out perfect. Everything that they're doing, everything that they've revealed so far, everything you're talking about and how they talk about it, is that this is this is going to be it. And if this isn't going to be it then it's never going to be anything. That's what I think uh, is the situation right now. I think that's really, I just think it's a very interesting take on it. Um, and I don't know, man, Tatum, you might have some more, a little bit more information than most, Mr. Konami. I have uh, no information. I have no zero information. I know nothing. Uh, but I do, um, I, I I have faith in Konami. I, I know like just look at the the, the even, even they are admitting in their presentation that Link Evolution it was only made for anime and never made for proper gameplay. They know exactly mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're just waiting until the right time, and their hand is a little bit forced because Pokemon and Magic already have Sims. Uh, but if this goes right, um, the player base can be doubled, if not tripled, if not tenfold. Sure. Honestly, Yu-Gi-Oh can outbeat Magic and Pokemon. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh can be the biggest TCG on the world. It, it's all literally just realistic. And if Master Duel will succeed, we can look at a future where we have proper esports, proper uh, player recognition, proper like pricing or local stuff. Like I don't know if you have seen that update on organization, but the OCG, um, yeah, like. Yu-Gi-Oh! in every region has a point system where you can earn points by winning locals and events. And the more points you have, the higher you are in the rankings. And in the OCG, you can use those points to get goodies now. So I think that's going to be something for the OCG or for the TCG as well. I think that this is going to be, like, serious. Everything is pointing to Yu-Gi-Oh! being huge in the next uh, 10 years. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen. Is that similar to the UDS point system to where um, you can use it to not only enter, but because I, I know if you went to the UDS, you could use your points to get like lanyards and keychains and stuff like that. Yeah, it's sort, sort of like that, but then more universal. That's how the OCG, oh, okay. I think. I, I might be wrong on this, but I know that they have like point systems uh, for uh, for locals for like tournaments and that you can get like sleeves and play mats, you know, for that stuff. So. It's pretty dope. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah, like we get that over here, that'd be incredibly nice. Oh my lord. 
I've been number one ranked player in the Netherlands for the past four years, so I hope I can get use my points for something. Oh, it's not wow. impressive, by the way. That's just going to locals. <laughs> it's not impressive. That's just a it's local still three times a week. Yeah. You know what? It's more than that because as we're about to transition, this is an amazing transition, Sonny. Um, you were also, you won five or top five extravaganzas in a row. Only uh, person to do that. I was the only Benelux player. Uh, Benelux, there was one English and one German guy that also did it in their regions, but I am the only Benelux player that has topped all five Benelux extravaganzas. Yes. Maybe not just locals, people. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe okay. Tatsum also goes to each regional and nationals. But, uh, maybe. We're going to go ahead and we're going to transition into more of a uh, interview style. And in the meantime, we're going to take a quick ad break. All right. That's good enough for me. So as we move forward into the interview, I want to talk a little bit more about your time as both a player and a creator. Um, the... First thing is, your time as a player, how did you start out into the game? What brought you in? I started eight years ago when I was um, in, I don't know how the American school system works. Um, uh, it was like this, the, the, the school before college. Middle school was it for you? First it's high I, school. I, I high school, yeah. I went to high, that was in high school. I was in the fourth out of five years. And I always loved Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid. You know, I had the decks. I didn't know how to play. Um, mm. But I also was kind of a little bit of a loner back then. I wasn't really one of the popular kids, like, on, um, like when I was really young. And then in high school, it all kind of just happened. And, like, around the third or fourth year, I got a little bit more social, etc. Uh, but then a couple of friends, uh, friends, they're... They were starting to become friends, but at that time they weren't. Uh, they just said, um, I just saw them playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, oh, that's cool. I said, you want to play? And I was like, sure, sure. I mean, why not? I still had the cards back home. I knew exactly where they were because I, I still loved the game, but I just never had a chance to do anything with them. So we started playing uh, at school. Uh, people thought that we were weird. Uh, I was finally having fun with Yu-Gi-Oh! for the first time in my life, so I really didn't care. And yeah, we were looking around in uh, where we live, and there just was no local scene, no nothing. So we went to the uh, local toy store, and they had like a couple of packs, uh, or like they had like two tins. That's all they had for mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, later, we also found a game store uh, that was brand new. It was literally like weird timing. They were only there for like three weeks. We found them, and we went in, and we we're like, "Do you have Yu-Gi-Oh?" And he was like, "No, I don't." Uh, but if you come back next week, I'll have Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, okay. So the, the week after that, we came back. And he uh, horribly mispriced his booster box. So he bought the entire box for really cheap, like two euros per pack, which normally is four. So it was profit. Uh, I mean, that's how you keep yeah. the kids in, right? Um, uh, yeah, talk about stonks. Exactly. And uh, he uh, he was like, okay, I see that you are, we were like with six people. And he was like, okay, uh, so you guys want to play like locals? You know, we're just a new store. Uh, we want to have like a small community going. And we were like, yeah, we would love that. He was like, yeah, I know a friend. So that's when my uh, one of the best friends in my life ever, Danny, uh, came into the picture and he started organizing locals. Uh, and our first local was like just bad players. It was so fun. It was just kids having fun. And it was won by like the best kid with the, like Gergi Akarakuri or something. And even then that wasn't good. It was uh, 
but that's kind of where it started. And then uh, some other people joined as well. And that's where it started a little bit for me. Uh, there was like one guy that was really good. It was like really good. He was better than the rest. It wasn't by far like any like big shot, but he was just better. And we were all just like aiming to be better. So just a journey together with friends, all wanting to improve. Uh, that's how I basically started eight years ago. And I really started to take the game serious when I bought Burning Abyss in 2015. Not really sure when Dualist Alliance came out. Uh, but I bought the deck in 2014. I'm old. <laughs> That's when we quit the game. We'd already been playing for four years at that point, and we quit the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been playing for one year, two years, I think. Uh, I bought mo money from my mom. Um, she gave me money to buy a deck. As I said, I want to do this. She's like, fine. Uh, here's 200 euros. I was like, yes. Because I, I was very young. Uh, it's 2014. That was six years ago. I was 17. Yeah. So I, I had a job, but it was like at a supermarket and I didn't earn any money. So like 250 euros, actually like a lot. Uh, and I bought BA and that was kind of this where everything uh, went wrong. And at, at that point, I, I considered myself as like actually properly playing the game. Right. Yeah, so yeah that, must mean, uh, that must mean we're around the same age then, because I was about 17 in 2014. Yeah, I'm 24. I'm almost 25 right now. I'm 24. I turn 25 in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? I, uh, uh, oh, I'm older than you. Huh? I turn 25 next week. I'm on the 24th. I'm on the 14th. <laughs> oh. You're so young. All these youngsters. <laughs> oh, man, all these Yu-Gi-Oh boomers out here. Man, that makes me feel old. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, Caleb. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. I'm 28. I don't know if you guys have the same, but when I started, I was the youngest between like older men. They were all like uh, 22 to like 28. And now, yep. um, because you know, people play and people leave, and people play and people leave. And from our original group, there were only two players left right now. Um, but now, now I'm the older the group it's really funny like it's it's I know me and then the rest is like significantly younger at this point like the oldest guy is like i don't know i guess there's one that's, that's like older but like my best friend uh suffer white joe is like 21 and i'm like so young jesus <laughs> yeah wow, it's so it's so funny yeah caleb and his best old man impression <laughs> um impression yeah, it's um, just Caleb speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's just that's just how he talks. Um, so that's what kind of brought you into Yu-Gi-Oh. And did you take any breaks from the game, or have you just been playing pretty much nonstop? Uh, pretty much nonstop. No, oh, real. Yeah. Uh, I I never quit. I never had the ID where I was like, uh, I will not play this format or I will not play this game. I have always loved the game, even in Bent FTK, Spiral Tier 0 format, uh, Bent Tier 0 format. I have right. never had the idea that I didn't want to play or anything. We probably, we probably would not have stopped playing if all of our stuff hadn't gotten stolen, but at that point it's just like, you know what, I'm just done. I quit. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I didn't know that. Yeah. That sucks. I've always said that yeah. if my deck gets stolen, I quit. That's just that's it. 
Yep, that's exactly so, what happened. God, that fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah, I was loaning Caleb like half of them a Dolce deck, and he was playing it in a tournament. And mid-tournament, the deck got stolen. It was basically like half his, half mine. I was like, yeah, we're both done. You got <sighs> two and one, guy. People, man, people. I hate people yep. sometimes. And you dog when Karakura geared you. That deck was meta at that time. Oh, it wasn't. Not his version. Oh. Trust. Okay. Trust. It was not. Oh, I think it was. I think it was actually not Karakuri. I think it was Gadget Gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Might was also yeah, been that, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was never meta. We all, didn't, we all didn't play meta. Trust. That was actually like. I, I wish I had my deck list of spellcaster control. Uh, Caleb, when we first started playing, what were we playing? Of course. Oh, I, yes. Uh, he, yeah. Sunny over there was playing uh, spellcaster. Spellcaster control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was playing dragon beat. Did you think that uh, magician circle was the most broken card ever? I, we came back into the game a year ago, and when we came back into the game, I read all the Dark Magician cards. I'm like, this is the best deck in the game. I don't know why everybody's not playing this. And I just, I, I bought everything. I bought three Magician Souls. I bought the Circles, the Soul, the Eternal Soul. I literally bought everything. I, I spent like five to six hundred dollars in Dark Magician, played it in two tournaments. I was like, wait, this sucks. And I, I completely sold everything off. I still have some Pimp if you want it for sale. <laughs> um... <laughs> Wait, you still have what? I'm curious. What, what are we talking about here? I have a Jump Apprentices, if you want them. I have a Dual Terminal Dark Magicians. Uh, they have balls on them. Uh, they're amazing. Trust. And I have a Ebon Illusion Magician Jump as well. Uh, because I also have uh, Dark Magicians. Yeah, sure, I'll ship it. I just did a huge sale on my stream. I sell everything. I saw, but I was working, and I was like, ah, I, can't, I can't comment. Oh, by the way, it's like 250 euros combined, all those cards. So you might want to think like two times about that. Yeah, people don't realize. I think those Ebon Illusion jumps are like 20, 25, something like that. Yeah, they're 40 now, 40 to 50. The Apprentices are also uh, 45 right now. It's, in, it's, it's wild. Uh, yes, the Shonen Jump uh, Ebon Illusions right now in the U.S. are forty dollars and sixty-one cents. Wow, well, I wonder what the Apprentice Illusion non-jump the ones are. Are also expensive. Basically, it's all hard to expensive right now. You don't even realize how expensive those cards are until like after you've sold everything off out of the deck, and then and then it got expensive, and you're like, wait a minute, I sold that cannot, card for six dollars. You cannot be angry about the things you sold. That's just not how it works. Uh, let's see. The jump the jump promo Apprentice Illusion is $27. But there's also the super, which is like 10 I mean, well, it makes sense. Uh, it's a little bit cheaper over at where you guys live because for us, uh, they are American cards and American cards only. So we cannot have them. So it's more logic that they are uh, expensive over here. Yeah, I never considered that. So y'all don't get the jump promos over there? No, we don't have jump promos. Oh, you don't know this? No, this is the first oh. time hearing of this. Oh yeah, you guys were having fun with Linkaribo. We didn't have that card. You guys were having fun with Summon Source. We didn't have that card. You know what's actually the worst case of this? Um, so you you missed Apocalypse Towers format, right? Correct. All right. You know what else Towers? Utopia the Lightning, we didn't have it. 
Oh, you know what also no. else is? Diamond's Crab King didn't have it. Well, this is a perfect lead-in into the next bit, which was the difference between the European and the American meta. I mean, that was back then. Um, like, jump promos are done now. There are not going to be any more jump promos. Thank I can only God. imagine what Stratos did. Oh, I can't. I uh, didn't play that time. Um, I wasn't so I playing no that clue. time either, but... But uh, it has been, like, a huge issue of, like, differences between... Oh, you guys had the Trishula fusion as well, right? Yeah, Thunder Dragon Dragon Link was like actually low-key insane, but nobody played it in the US, but we just couldn't play it because we didn't have Trish. And you you guys just didn't play it, and we didn't get to play with it. So, oh, it's so stupid. I think there were some people that did the Thunder Dragon Dragon Link. Man, you end on like six, six negates VFD Colossus. Disgusting. You guys, you guys didn't play it. I don't know why. Didn't win an event. It's literally the most consistent version of Thunder Dragons ever as well. But Americans. It'd be like that sometimes. I have listen, I've got just as many questions about Americans as you do. <laughs> yeah, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Like we're going back into quarantine right now, even though guess oh. what? We're both vaccinated, so Oh, must be nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm getting my second shot in uh, two days, and, um, and so far, 5G so good. Yeah, exactly. Five G, five G gang, rise up. <laughs> we, uh, I, we got ours. We actually, we were going to start the podcast sooner, like uh, over the winter, around December to January, and we decided just like let's just wait until there's a vaccine because normally we record in studio together, but. Because we're like trying to mitigate right now, and we decided to just like break this up. We're remote recording anyway because we didn't want to fly to the Netherlands, so may Why as well not? just. You see, there's this thing called money, and the plane oh. tickets are expensive, and then we have to quarantine for two weeks there and back. It's just a lot. Fair enough. Fair enough. I tell you what, though, I will tell you this. When the podcast makes it big, and we will be at YCS, what Utrecht one year? Nice. I'd love to see you guys there. I'm gonna to travel to America as, as soon as things are opening up as well. YCS Fort Worth would be the best one to come to. There was like I was planning to go to the uh, Niagara YCS. It was like literally just in my agenda. I almost bought tickets and then COVID. <laughs> See, I don't even. We we came back to the game after they had already shut down all organized events. Oh, so, why would you come back then? You I've been wondering the same thing. Same. Remote duel? What? We don't why know why do we came back. We literally. I want to say actually. Okay, first of all, I dragged Caleb kicking and screaming. Um, I think I was talking with a friend of mine at work, and they mentioned that. They used to play Yu-Gi-Oh with some friends, and I was like, "Oh man, so did I!" And they were like, "Yeah, we had like um, Ninja Samorg decks." And I was like, "Oh, I was playing Meta. I was going to YCSs and stuff." And they were like, "What are those?" And I'm like, "Oh man!" And I then I just had to scratch the itch, and then I just got too deep in to get myself back out again. So yeah, nice. I went and dropped thirty bucks on the Ocean All Structure deck. That's fine. 
Well, Did thirty you? bucks to get three of them. Nice. That it's a good uh, purchase. Very good. Yeah, I, I still use the deck. <laughs> I still have all those cards. I haven't played Shadows in like two years, I think. Oh, you know, it's uh, interesting I, uh, the price point that that deck came in at. That is so competitive. I mean, Linda, haha. Yeah, Linda. <laughs> you know, a uh, couple of like a month ago, I was in uh, a tournament that was run by Femboy Yu-Gi-Oh over on uh he's a he's on Twitter. Uh I got third place with uh Pure Shadal. Nice. Winda, yeah. huh? Yeah, Turns like, out Winda pretty good. It was like Winda, Paleozoic Dynamiscus, um setting uh play, uh super polling into a construct in defense mode. Super poly haha. There's no card that I hate in the game more that I think should be banned more than Super Poly. You could just negate it. Mikazuchi. If you, if you, I can I can negate Super Poly. All I have to do is stare hard enough at the guy that activated. He'll be like, no, I didn't mean to do I that. Just someone fabled unicorn. It's fine. Oh yeah, fabled unicorn. Yeah. It's the best card in the game. I don't know what Fabled Unicorn does. Oh, if you have the same amount of cards in your hand as your opponent, uh, every time, every you can just negate stuff for free. But it, it can just the way it's worded, it, it doesn't activate. You can just make stuff not not resolve. Fabled Unicorn can negate Super Poly while under Mystic Mine. Fabled Unicorn can negate Counter Traps. Fabled Unicorn can negate everything he wants as long as you have the same amount of cards. It's the best <laughs> card in the game. Everybody's sleeping on it. Also, oh, yeah. just, just if you if your opponent just sets a card, you lose, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, Unicorn is stupidly good. Um, the only, and stupidly unusable. The, yeah, the only limiting factor on him is the fact that he requires a Fable Tuner. And the fact that your opponent has the same amount of cards in hand as you. Yeah, it's a small downside. Very small. Yeah. Easily, it's it's completely negligible. He dies to set one play. <laughs> just play, just play into it. If there's a fable unicorn, you just play into it. That's just how it works. Oh set man, one, play the game. Oh man, both of us have exactly five cards in hand. Normal summon a monster. Dang it. Ah, uh, if you you're not gonna pass with fabled with five cards in hand, but uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just for sake of argument. Yeah. Um, so with your transitioning back, um, with your recent success at the extravaganzas and with your growth as a content creator, um, which was actually my next question. How did you become a content creator? But with, with all of that, how did it feel to get the contact from Konami to, uh, commentate the YCS? Oh, what you, what you want to first, how I got a content creator? Uh, yeah, we'll or, do how you became a content creator and then uh, how the Konami content came through. Okay, the first one is a long story. The second one is a very short story. Um, so back when I started, uh, there was no pack, uh, which is the only real person I would... Um, I, can, I can see that. Like, So the, the thing is, when I started, 
um, there were no good competitive content creators. Look at the big names. I love Nim Nim. His content is amazing, but he will not top a YCS anytime soon. Uh, I mean, he can try. I mean, he's doing really well, actually. Uh, but back then, he was a little bit off the radar. Um, and he wasn't doing that. Sibo, I, I don't think he actually touched a physical card over the last like <laughs> year, uh, like regionals, etc. Farfa was just memeing around. Coder was a judge back then. He wasn't really that big. Uh, there was just no competitive content creators. And I was just right. like, I want to change this. There has to be a way where you can create content, um, deliver deck profiles, insight, discussion that is good, that has uh, information, uh, that has a lot to chew on, and that works for everybody. That's entertaining, fun, resourceful, and people can learn from it. And I just wanted to start that role. So I started with a couple of deck profiles just to... to get the feeling and after a certain while i realized that it kind of stuck and yeah from that point on it was just i'm a very competitive based channel i work uh with a lot of very big names rafael neff and joshua Oster from the netherlands also very international nowadays with remote dueling um yeah i just want to provide the back the best deck lists the best discussion and i also want it to be entertaining so there's also the occasional meme and joke on the channel and uh, also fun and rogue because I am a rogue player at heart. Um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Um, which was this has been a wild ride. We've evolved so much over time. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of people that have been sub to me for sub terror, but then there's also a lot of people that sub to me for outlitch. And now there's a lot of people that are sub to me for like everything, uh, even though I don't even play the former decks. Um, so yeah, it's. It's growing a lot. I just reached uh, 3.8k viewer or subscribers today. Um, That's awesome. It, it's growing hella fast. I've only been doing this for like three years. It's, it's going super fast. Switch as well. Yeah. It's uh, it's an insane ride. Uh, it shows that the concept is working and that the IT is working. And uh, yeah, I am not planning on stopping. I'm planning on reaching 10k. I want to have 4k subs before my birthday next Saturday, which is a uh, big goal to, if you don't aim big you know right um and yeah i want to get 10k i think that's achievable i want to do twitch full-time that's the that's the concept and uh, i think that with master duel coming up uh, it will be a reality eventually i think you're correct um i think master duel is a realistic avenue for uh you go to become more of a competitive esport and for uh, Twitch Yu-Gi-Oh streaming to become more than just full time, being Farfa and Coder. No offense to them; they do a great job. But yeah, I mean, I, I loved all the content creators back then, but I just wanted something. Um, I, I make the content that I would watch, and I just wanted right. that. I, I I am sick and tired of uh, back then, at least. Oh, I want to play this deck. Let's look up a deck profile, and it was either Lithium or None, and I was just like, right. It doesn't work for me. There has to be a better way to do this. And um, the people that we have at locals, the friends that I surround myself with, they all have a very competitive mindset. So everything that I can post is like very close to correct for the time being. So yeah, that's kind of the thing I do now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you saw a niche that needed to be filled and decided to yeah. build myself. Yeah, and then Peck came along. 
but uh, you know, back's <laughs> a whole different league. So uh, we kind of did the same thing with the podcast. Um, we started about three months ago. Uh, we basically saw a niche that we felt needed to be filled, which was um, there was not a lot of like Spotify, Apple, iTunes available podcasts for Yu-Gi-Oh that were decent quality and updated like multiple times a week and gave you actual Yu-Gi-Oh content for both a competitive and casual player. So Yeah, I, I love the uh, different media. I think it works really, really well. I think that there's an enormous amount of players that, although Yu-Gi-Oh is a very visual game inherently through what it is, I think that there is an enormous amount of the player base that are people like me. Like I, I can't just watch Twitch and YouTube while I'm at work. I can't. It's hard to even let it go in the background. So for me, I need something like a Spotify podcast or an Apple i to Apple Podcasts podcast. So. Um, that way I can like my music, just let it go in my headphones and keep working. Uh, yeah. So. No, that makes I, a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was the inspiration behind this. I was like, I it's kind of the same as I, right? Make the content you would like to watch or in your case, listen to. It makes a lot right. of sense. Right. That, the, um, response, I feel like the response has been really good too. Um, we have. We are growing, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, exponentially. We're growing like crazy fast. Uh, we had, we've obviously, it's wonderful to have a chat with you. It's really, it's, it's surreal, honestly. Uh, Raphael Nevin is actually coming on on the next episode. Uh, Whoa, three-time YCS winner, world's contender, Raphael Nevin. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, he was oh, nice yeah. to have. He was nice enough to respond to my out of nowhere DM on Twitter. Hey, so. Rafa wants to be on everything. Uh, yeah, it's, fine, it's fine with me as agent as long as he just gives me the deck profile. So <laughs> I saw your I I thought it was the best thing in the world that y'all recorded the deck, the deck profile before the event even concluded. Big brain. And then also be on Konami live stream and also shouting it out. It's fucking marketing right there. That's how we do yeah, it. it. Is. That's, the that's, quant that, that's the quantal level thinking. Shout out, quantal yeah, exactly. Also, look. <laughs> <laughs> so, that brings us though into the uh, Konami uh, contacting you to have you do the remote to YCS. It's a beautiful transition. I like that. I cannot say anything about it. I signed a contract. I'm not even sure if I could say, say I signed a contract. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I can just say it. I honestly don't care uh i don't think they like me anyway uh, uh so they asked uh, stephen to do it lithium and they said to him we would like it to be two persons and he was like okay and then they said we would prefer it if it was in the same house and he was like okay they said do you know someone he said yeah, yeah i know someone and he <laughs> thought of me that's everything that happened i didn't I got a lot of messages asking me, uh, did you email them? How did you get to contact us? Did you do this? It was literally be friends with Steven and be <laughs> a content creator and be able to drive to Belgium. That was all I had to do, uh, which wow. is incredibly lucky. I'm very, very lucky. I understand that. I am lucky with the friends I have. I am lucky with the surroundings, with the opportunities that I am given. And I like to 
think that I used them to full extent, but this was 100% luck. It was lucky that Steven thought of me in that moment. It was lucky that uh, they allowed me to do it. It was lucky that the people that worked at Konami also looked at my name and said, no, this is fine. Because I, I know Konami is always watching. They are always watching. People think they're not. They, they know you guys probably. They know everyone. They are I'm watching. I thought I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a good, as long as you're doing good things, it's a good thing. Why do you think there's literally almost no dueling book content on my entire channel? It's because I want to work with Konami. And I, I, I hate <laughs> dueling book myself, so that's also a big reason. But it's also to be a pro Konami uh, content creator, right? That's just how it works. I'm not Steven. I cannot be lucky and say, uh, welcome back to uh, White Shield Pro Duel video every time and still be on live stream. I can't do that. I'm a small YouTube content creator. I have to think about what I'm doing, uh, which is why I try to keep my streams and my videos as less uh, content that they would not like to see while still being me and doing the thing I love. Right. Um, but yeah, this was uh, mostly luck. Gonna, gonna be completely honest. Right time, right moment. And, uh, you know, seize the opportunity. The the counterpoint to that is that you never would have been in that moment with that opportunity if you had not given yourself the opportunity, if you had not put yourself in that moment. You know what I mean? If you had not taken yeah. the step to become a content creator and to be competitive and to be known, you would yeah, I mean, ever, I just, you know. I just like people. I like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! So if I can talk to someone with Yu-Gi-Oh! It's fine. Uh, back when there were YCSs before I was a content creator, I used to sit next to Lithium. I know, I just w walked up to him. Something. He's Belgian, so it's really approachable for me because I'm Dutch. We just right. talked for a bit. It was nice, and then just walked away. You know, I, I was like, this nice guy. And then back then, we chilled again, and it was a lot of fun. And afterwards, he was doing a deck profile, so I was just sitting next to him. And at a certain point, someone came up to him and like, do you want to, to see uh, my Salomon Great deck profile? After he already filmed <laughs> two that are exactly the same. So what he did, he was a smart, he's a smart guy. He looked at me and asked me, Ah, do you think uh, we need another tech profile? So I looked at the guy and I was like, play any techs? And he was like, I play Artifact Sanctum. And I was like, no, we already got them. So he didn't have to tell the guy no, because it didn't matter who I was. I just say no to them. Who's this random guy? We don't need to great deck profile number 152 that plays Sanctum like everyone else. And after that, we just did that for a while. It was like every time like someone came up to him, I have this deck profile. Uh, what's the deck list? I look at it and it's like, yeah, this is fine. I can feature this. He's like, okay. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You're just sitting there, just vibing. Um, you get to be Lithium's manager, approving what he does. And it was just fun. <laughs> I mean, I didn't care so much for the deck profile. It's just, I, I just like spending time with him. He's a cool guy. Um, we're having fun conversations. So, yeah. And even now, uh, we uh, like a, a couple of months ago, he uh, sent me a message on Facebook and he was like, uh, yeah, did you see the new YouTube update? Uh, we have to pay taxes to uh, America. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I, I did it like a couple of days ago. Oh, you want to help me? And then I was FaceTiming with Lithium talking about taxes in Europe versus America. And it was just like super weird. Uh, still kind of starstruck, but you know, he's a good friend. So uh, it was also a lot of fun at YCS at his house. It was, I was very, it was a very lovely welcome uh, and a lot of fun. And just hanging out with him is a lot of fun. So yeah. I have actually never, um, I never really knew who Lithium was because when we quit playing the game, he wasn't like big like he is now. And so coming back into the game, it was like, 
hey, Tatsum's on, because I'm on Twitter a lot. Hey, cool, Tatsum's commentating. Who is that commentating with him? And it's like, Lithium, let me go look him up. Oh, he's got like 70,000 subs. Yeah, Lithium's oh. huge. Oh, he's the OG, okay. Yeah, Lithium's been here for a while. He's not the biggest, but he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Without yeah, him, I... the content creating scene would have never been where it was, honestly. He's doing God's work. I absolutely. Uh, honestly, I think anybody that chooses to see what people uh, say to people in the community, like, like I, I'm sure you've seen comments on your videos that are like, "Why would somebody say that?" So to like, yeah, to like know that those comments are coming and stuff, and still choose to, be like, yeah, I want to do this. It's like that's brave. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, incredibly. So. My next question is, do you see yourself more as a um, player or content creator? Because um, being such a competitive player and content creator, you know, which do you think are you more player first, creator first? I think that's a difficult question. I, um, I mean, if I was asked... Uh, or do you want to, let's say there's a YCS this weekend. And let's say they ask me, you want to commentate next weekend? I'm not going to say yes, because I'm going to play the YCS. Um, and after that, I'll say yes if I didn't top, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a content creator at heart. And I, I am Tatsim. I am, I am the brand. This is just what I do. If I play Yu-Gi-Oh!, I'm Tatsim. I'm very disconnected from uh, like my real name. I don't associate those at all. Uh, when I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm, I'm with Yu-Gi-Oh! friends, I'm just very different than at work or with the girlfriend and stuff. Um, mostly because it's just branding and also it's just because that's just kind of who I am. So I think I'm a little bit of both. I mean, if I'm playing a tournament and someone wants a deck profile, I mean, if I have time, I'll do it. Um, and if I'm not playing, I'll just do a deck profile. I don't think there's like a big difference between being a player or a content creator. I think I'm always myself, uh, which I value a lot, but I don't really think there's a big, a big difference, like content creator over player. I think I'm just always me and it's always one and the same kind of catch my drift. Absolutely. Um, it's sometimes the best is to. In- be neither, just be yourself. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. De- definitely make a uh, just have like that lack of separation because I-, I personally found that with especially with your with your content, uh, having that you know oh I'm not play I'm not in player I'm player mode I'm in content creator mode not having that uh, has when you're actually do- creating content it makes it flow a little flow a little better uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it's just true. It's also a lot of people said that the commentary that we did at the YCS was one of the best commentary ever heard because it was finally someone talking that knew what was going on, um, which is what I strived to do. I mean, I don't want to hate on uh, Marcello, he's an amazing player. I don't hate on Billy Brake or Jerome or any of the other guys. They're an amazing team, but they are missing playing the game every day. 
I mean, Jerome plays the game. Yeah, it's a cool insights, but you know, all 100% control of what's going on. I mean, even I don't have that, but I am a little bit closer than them. I don't want to be like egocentric. I don't want to play them down. Uh, I think for a commentary ship, you need a team. I had Lithium, which was the calm and relaxed side and the one that had the discussions ready. And there was me who was energetic, um, hyped and super analyzing the game and talking back and forth. And that played off each other extremely well. But you need that one person that plays the game. I play every deck. I know every deck because I love the game. And I feel like a Marcello, who back in the day was one of the best players, if not the best player. But he, I, I don't think he's still playing. And that just makes it very difficult to commentate. So I do think that people come to my channel because when I'm sitting down and doing a deck profile, I can talk to my opponents about their choices and question that, right. which some right. people really disliked. Um, I remember doing the deck profile of uh, Bart Ladru at the YCS. He was playing Shadow Invoked, which is a good deck, Yetwinda. Um, but people were commenting, uh, why is this guy talking over the deck profile? But I wasn't talking over him. I was talking with him. And a right. lot of people were not. They, this was one of the first times that I think that that actually has happened. Like, I'm not. Oh, and I'm not like, oh, I'm the first concentrated that did that. It was the first time where like a deck profile went really well. And, you know, I'm not Steven. I'm just like, uh, yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to uh, YCS London. Today we are back with Chido and Voktogmatica. Uh, anything you want to say before we go into the deck profile? No? Okay. Film. And then the deck profile is done. And then any shout outs? No? Okay. Thank you guys for watching. That's it. No. It's my channel. It's my channel. I talk. <laughs> You're on my right. channel. Right. And sometimes I say less, of course, but there are also times that I just want to, I just talk. If I see something interesting, I'm just going to ask them because, I mean, I am in this video too. I can ask questions. It's interesting as well. But people were all like commenting, why are you talking through him so much? And I was like, no, it's just a video. And I asked Bart, the guy that did the I was like, was I interrupting you the whole time? And he's like, no, I thought it was very chill and I played all of it very well. And I was like, okay, and uh, I guess it's good. I... That, that makes me want to ask, um, when you interviewed uh, and did the deck profile for Rafael Nevin, uh, should I ask him about tech choices or not? Because now I'm wondering. What do you mean? You can just ask. No, I, you were saying why that some you... players get like a little testy when you ask them about, like, why did you play this over this? Why did you? Oh, no, just ask him. Okay. He probably doesn't know because he didn't build the deck. But you should just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Trash talking, yeah. Raphael Nevin, three time ICS contester. He doesn't make change his own your, decks. Change your Twitch title to that. Toxim. Yeah, that's a, that's a good that alias. Is. Oh, Twitch, Twitch. Trash talking, Raphael Nevin. Yeah, I'll yeah. write a rep about it and perform that. Just give me five minutes. Yeah, no, you awesome. could definitely just. I think that's interesting content. And if you're a good pro player, I mean, Raphael knows he's fucking big. He knows he's one of right. the best. So he wants to elaborate. So you should just ask him. Uh, but there are um, people. I was, I was playing the Tri Brigade build, and I was playing the Cat build, and I really, it felt a little clunky and stuff. And I, then I tried his build out, and I was like, "Wow, this is perfect." I, I don't, and I need to ask him about all of this. <laughs> yeah. So updated deck profile will be up on my channel Saturday if you're interested in that. 
because we have our updated from the YCS deck profile. And then next week, we're going to have an updated, updated deck profile. That's how we make the content, boys. The same deck three times, four different cards, but we get the views anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We will, yeah, we will update our description Saturday with a link to that when it airs. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Because okay, so... this episode will air Friday. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, so you do your your deck profiles more like a conversation rather than a here it is, which I personally really enjoy over just here's the deck. Yeah, I mean, I know why you play one gazelle, and I know why you play two spinny, and I I am not interested why you play three over two or two over three. It's just, right. I, I mean, I can make, I, I have made videos that I am less proud of than others where, because I have an upload schedule and I like um, consistency. I want to have a video up every, yeah. uh, every other day. So yeah, there are videos where I have done a deck profile where I'm just like, this, 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 I just don't have much to say. Here is a video. But whenever I have time and energy, I, I would like to do that. So yeah, whenever I'm sitting across someone, I would have to have that extra dialogue. I would have to have that extra information in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We, we, that's something we like pride ourselves on. Even like when I went on vacation, like we recorded in advance, like we, you if you don't stick to the extremely consistent upload schedule, then um, it, in my opinion, that's like something you can pride yourself on. Is like um, similar to how the progression series and the history of Yu-Gi-Oh series, for better or worse, they're there every yeah. Monday, every Friday, about noon our time. And that was something that that series was already around when we started this. And I, I, I said this is the right model. You want to be here every Tuesday, every Friday around eight a.m. our time. It's there, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean that. That's just key. People come back for that. They know right. what you're, you know. Why would you subscribe to someone on Twitch if you don't know when they're gonna be live next time? Why would you? Right. You're gonna subscribe on someone because you want to see their videos. But if you're subscribed and there are no videos, and it can makes no makes no sense. It's just just be consistent. And for some people, you know, for a Arata, you know, he would grow super huge. If he would have just uploads more videos, he just doesn't because he just doesn't care. And that's fine. That's fine. But from a marketing standpoint, it makes zero sense. So I'm going to power through there to the next big topic, which I'm not going to try to, I'm just going to try not to keep you too much longer because I know it's getting very late over there. Oh, don't, don't um, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. I so, don't need sleep. It brings up the different sleep is for the week. It brings us to the next topic, which is the EU format versus the North American format. And while they're both TCG, it's both the same ban list. It's pretty much the same release dates within a day or so. Generally, um, it is a pretty different format. Um, the mindset yeah. is different. The 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 choice, the deck choices are different. Uh, the play style is different. Uh, it it is different. Uh, I was wondering if you could help highlight some of that because 
like I said, we've only been back in the game a year, and we don't really know all the intricacies of that. We haven't even had live events since we've yeah. been back. I think that European and Meta is solved faster a lot of the times. First of all, I'm biased. I'm European. We are better than you guys. That's just it. But it has reasons. Um, I think that the overall level of player in America is just kind of a little bit more flatlined because you guys have just more players and less good players. And Europe has like good players everywhere. It's mm -hmm. when I go to my locals, I have two YCS topping players and one that went to Worlds. Don't know, do you have that at your, at your locals? But that's like Germany, Greece, Italy, France. They all have that. UK. Right. Um, I think that we have less players and more good players. Also, our events are like Yu-Gi-Oh! on hardcore mode. Well, you guys have easy mode. Because I don't know if you guys know, but your YCSs are bigger. But do you know how, how much benefit that gains? We have more than uh, 2,100 um 46 players you go from top 16 to top 32 or from top 32 to top 46 yeah that's it from top 32 to top 64. 64. yeah we never get that so we are also really? always stuck like a little bit over 2k which is not enough for top uh, 64 which means that uh out of half of x2 players uh they just don't top well in wow. america if you go x2 you're probably topping in Europe, yeah, you're not top. Maybe, maybe you're topping. Right, you got like a 50-50 shot. Yeah, I was X2 at YCS London, which had more than 2,000 participants, uh, barely under the uh, top uh, 40 of oh, 64 mark, and I got uh, 46. But X2, two losses. I won nine. Wow, doesn't matter. Didn't top. Worth because nothing. you so because yeah, our, you were there with sword. Yeah, our YCSs are Yu-Gi-Oh on hardcore mode. So we have a lot more people uh, trying their hardest in a smaller environment, which is right. like, significantly different from America. Um, yeah, you guys have a lot of great players too. Honestly, uh, uh, just the best. But yeah, our, our formats just differ because of play styles as well. Like you guys don't really want to play combo, and combo is like huge over here and. I feel like a lot of the American players are just a little bit laid back. Like they want to be up to date, but they're up to date on the, not the previous list, but the list before that. And here everyone is like on the previous list and there are only a couple on the top list. And right. our couple on the top lists are like, let's say 16 players when the American equivalent of that is four players. So I think that that's like a difference. So right. I don't think there's anything that you guys can actually do about it. It's not that you are worse because you are worse. It's just circumstantial. Um, what we can do is take advantage of it. I mean, if you're players. if you're not the best player, it helps. If you're the best player, it also helps. If you're the best player here, you can still go X2 at YCS. Don't top, haha. I'm not the best player, though. <laughs> no, you're not. doesn't matter. You can top a YCS. Let's do it. Actually, like for us, YCS. there's... So we have... In the state of Louisiana, as far as I know, we have one YCS winner and maybe two or three people that have topped the YCS, and that's about it. I think part of what gets lost in the discussion of um, us having a bigger player base is that even though the events are statistically larger, 
like not a, a lot of the player base in America is like hyper casual because it's so incredibly difficult for American players to get to locals and to get to premier events. Oh yeah. Um, we you never have a that. regional within two hours of our house. Really? Yeah, no. never. Uh, how, how, how long do you have to travel for locals, if there's locals? Uh, the closest locals to us is about 50 miles, so like an hour drive. Oh. Yep. Uh, our primary local is actually our sponsor, uh, ETB, over in... Transition uh, into the quick sponsorship. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah like, that's like an hour to an hour and a half drive, depending upon traffic. Right. So, while we're here, it's been mentioned, we're just going to throw this in real quick. A huge shout out to our sponsor. They've, this is only our second episode that they've been our sponsor. Thank you so much, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Um, for those of us, for those that listen that are close in Texas and Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, you can pretty easily and quickly get to ETB. It's very centrally located. It's pretty much a three-hour drive from everywhere, and they host uh, large tournaments every about once a month, and then as well as obviously locals every week, multiple times a week. Um, I say what large tournaments they do case tournaments, they do starlight giveaways, they do um, pretty much all the major level major um, major tournaments that you can host at a locals level. Um, so huge shout out to ETB Games. There's a link in the description below. Be sure to check them out. Sorry, I got to do that. We're contractually obligated. Oh, that's fine. I mean, uh, if I leave my house right now, uh, I'm at my locals in 10 minutes walking. Walking? Walking. Wow. It used to be five, but I moved. <laughs> if, if I walk to my locals from here, it would literally take me all day and then some. When we say we drive an hour, we mean like 70 miles per hour, like flying down. The I have another locals in uh, Leiden. Um, if it's busy with traffic, 30 minutes. I have another local in Spikernissen next to Rotterdam. That's, that, is, that is a solid 40-minute uh, drive. Uh, just like Hilversum, also a solid 40-minute drive. But I usually don't go there because I think that traveling 40 minutes for locals is ridiculous. Yeah, for us, it's it's about 55 minutes from my house. So if I go pick Caleb up first, which is 10 minutes the opposite direction, and then go, it's like an hour 15, basically. Um, that's the closest one. And we do that trip almost weekly for certain. Uh, but we only go like once a week. I mean, we go all day. We don't like go. Yeah, you have to do that. I do it whenever I go to one of the bigger travels. I also just spend a day there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my locals is... Um there yeah <laughs> we have we have another one that we go to it's a much much larger shop they average listen i'm saying much larger their average locals is about 20 to 25 well it's our locals too uh without covid circumstances yeah yeah that well we're in the south we're in the deep american south that's God, uh sadly people still get together here so um, oh, uh, we are just ignoring everything at this point in the Netherlands, so don't worry about it. Okay, I've been ignoring uh, everything since we reopened anyway. So, oh yeah. Uh, also, real quick for those for those who don't know, fifty miles is about eighty kilometers. I figured I should throw that out there. No, ours like fifty miles. I like this arbitrary number that has no meaning for me. It must be like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I remember. Oh wait, yeah. eighty kilometers. Can you tell I mean, me how many feet that. that is? What the fuck's a feet? 
Uh, so fifty miles is twenty. I don't actually want to feet. Is okay, more I'm just saying, to me. Two hundred fifty thousand feet. That's all I'm saying. Jesus, that's a lot of food. You just chop it for what? That's a lot of ashes. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of ashes. Yeah, it's a lot of ashes. I have heard other players say that. Um, I know that if you watch some of Billy Brake's deck profiles when he went to YCSs in Europe. He'll tell you, he'll say in the deck profiles, he's like, it's insane. The European players are just better. The player base is just better there. Yeah. If you go uh, like a 6 0 at a YCS, you're no longer having fun. <laughs> I remember when I was like, not this level, I'm not still not like good, but when I was like okay ish, uh, I was just like, go to YCS. Go five zero, lose three times in a row, and I did that three three YCSs long. Solid performance. It was a lot of fun. Just oh, knowing wow. you hit that wall, and they're like, "Okay, this opponent is better," and I know it. And then it's just <laughs> solid. They're just better. It's just all there is to it. Sorry. What, what what do what do? Yeah, that's like if me and you did a remote duel right now. I'm, I'm sure I get smacked. I'm positive. God, it's all mind games. If you have to, if you if you have the mindset that you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose. Just I tell everybody that. That way, they all get overconfident. I smack them. Nice. <laughs> solid. I mean, if you, if you, I can one v one you right now. I literally have a bunch of cards, but I'm sure it will suffice here. If when we get out of this call, if you are not too tired, I don't think I won't. I will absolutely. <laughs> so maybe, maybe another time. I like the podcast, but to duel afterwards, it's going to take a little toll on me. So, hey, I did it with Skyhawk. I'd love to remote duel you. I'd love to return the favor and uh, get you on for my uh, show. Absolutely. I was doing a, we were, uh, I think that Skyhawk is actually a moderator in our Discord server. Uh, Skyhawk oh, is actually, cool. he's very nice. Uh, he was one of our first guests and he is, uh, He, me and him were remote dueling the other day and he was playing his fluffle and I was playing like, Basically Nevin's list, and I was like, "Wow, he's how just you lose? better than me." He's, yeah. Well, no, he's he's just better than me. That's how I lose. Uh, it's a good deck. Uh, Nevin's list is like I won locals solid. with it yesterday. With Nevin's list, so easy. <laughs> the deck really does play itself. That I, no. I was watching. No. Uh, oh. If you have that it's mindset, then linear. yeah, I see why you're losing. Yeah. Okay, the deck is fairly linear. Yeah, but the <laughs> deck is super average. By by no it's means fair. it's good. Yeah, you have to play like perfect to win with an average deck. It's like a very fair deck. You're not like any broken right. stuff. I don't even think Revolt is that good. Um, I was but yeah, I was but like somebody, and they were saying that Revolt is like. Soul Charge if Soul Charge was bad. Like, it's the worst version of Soul Charge. Yeah. Oh, Monster Reborn for four. Yeah, but they are gone. So it doesn't really do yeah. anything. I mean, it's nice. It has follow, but it has, like, certain rules. And if you miss any of them, you lose. You have to play it out perfectly. You have to have follow-up. You have to think ahead. You have mm -hmm. to play correctly. You have to use your stuff correctly because you only have a Banish. Bro, how are you going to win with a Banish? Come did you just play Regeki Break? Does the same. But, uh, yo, uh, thank you for the thank you for the raid, by the way, token. 
Welcome everybody to the Top Cut Podcast. Uh, if you missed this, you can uh, check them out. They have a cool podcast on Spotify. Here's the link for the Twitter. Smile. Thank you so much. Also related really? to uh, just like you sponsor, I have to give, give shout outs to people that are following me and rating me. Absolutely. That is always fair. I have to write the name on the whiteboard. I should actually go do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. So actually, I will give you a chance to do that because we are about to wrap up. I think we're roughly an hour and some change in, which is where we usually like to pretty much kill it. It's a sweet spot for the podcasts, yeah. It really is. Um, We are going to do some quick plugs. I would love for you to go first, though, because you're the guest of honor. All right. Yeah, so uh, I've been Tatsim. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I am a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTuber and Twitch streamer. You can follow me on youtube.com slash Tatsim. That's T-A-T-S-Y-M. Twitch.tv slash Tatsim. I am also a uh, growing Twitter content creator because apparently that's a thing I've learned uh, half a year ago. So uh, if you guys can go follow me on there, which is Tatsim Delta, I think. That's my tag because someone took Tatsim, which is like... Where, yeah, where did Tatsum yeah. come from? What is the name Tatsum? Oh, that's a secret for 10k subs. <gasps> Everybody that's goes up. I need to know. It's going to be extremely underwhelming for 10k people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, definitely come check out if you like deck profiles of meta casual discussion play. I do a lot. I have a lot of cool guests up on my stream as well. Uh, Fifth Ray Duelist Elysium. Hypnocorn comes on here sometimes as well. Right now, the Top Cut. The Top Cut podcast, uh, just a bunch of random guys, but you know, whatever it happens. <laughs> and uh, no, I, you're getting, I you're getting in early. You're getting in early. That's what it is. That's all it is. I, exactly. You guys are going to roast me afterwards. So, yeah, come check me out. Uh, trust, I'm good. Come, please follow me. I need increasing numbers uh, to uh, help me ease my mental state. Well, Tatsum, thank you so, so much for coming on today. It really means the world that uh, you would be willing to just respond to random Twitter requests and come on much smaller programs. Oh, I love random Twitter requests. You guys were nice. Well, you're about to get a lot of get. you're about to get a lot of random Twitter requests. I'm just gonna let you know they might all be me, and they might be the weird weirdest requests. But if you like random Twitter requests, you're gonna get them. <laughs> can't wait oh boy. can't wait everyone thank you so much for listening to today's episode uh, we ask that you please follow us on twitter at Top Cut Podcast. Uh I am at Dat Chumley although I'm pretty much exclusively on the podcast twitter at this point and uh, at JamTheMan17 is Caleb's twitter um, we ask that you please uh, follow us on uh Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating and a review. It helps the just like comments on YouTube help the algorithm. Ratings and review on Apple Podcasts helps that algorithm because they can put you further up and down in the search results, and it makes a difference. Um, we ask that you please, please, please go follow Tatsum on everything he just listed. Uh, drop him a subscribe on Twitch. Uh, drop them follows and comments and everything and likes on YouTube. It uh, it helps out everything and it makes everybody happy. So uh, and also check out our sponsor ETB Games and our sister YouTube channel Team Dark Arm Dealings.
Yeah, please and comment. Uh, Karma Cut is an amazing card in the comment section, so I know you came from here. Please do. Uh, yeah. And if anybody wants to send us ulti Karma Cuts, feel free to do so. I want a whole binder full of them. I'll give you bonus points if you do the German name. It's the best name. And if you DM me on Twitter the German name of Karma Cut, I'll know you came from here because I don't know the German name and I'll have to Google it. So I'll tell you after. Okay. What's the what is the main language of English? The Netherlands. Oh, it's Dutch. Dutch. Well, that's not that you meant for you, Gil, but it's uh, it's Dutch. We speak Dutch. Okay. Which is so uh, it's a weird version of uh, German, basically. I'm gonna be honest. I always thought Dutch was German. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. That'll wrap us up, everybody. That'll uh, take us out. And thank you so much again. Take care. Sorry, everybody. I don't speak hamburger. Jesus. Bye, guys. <laughs> take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.